happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Today we are going to discover not only the greatest impact, but also the greatest gift that God's presence brings us. Join us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries as Kim walks us through the scriptures, taking a look at the monumental change that man experienced because Jesus left the splendor of heaven, dwelt among us, and died for us, shedding his blood to wash away our sins. His presence on earth made all the difference and changed everything. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And I am so excited to spend the next few moments just talking to you about how God's presence in our life, the fact that we have the birth of Jesus that come and dwelt among us and walked among men, tempted like as all of us are, yet without sin, and took upon himself all of our sins, that we might be made the righteousness in him. I'm so excited that we get to talk about the truth that God is with us, that Emmanuel, he came to dwell in the hearts of men. If only we receive him. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you chose to take upon yourself a sin debt you didn't owe for a people that would be so unworthy, but that your love covers a multitude of sins. Your love is inspirational to those who receive it, and it's life-giving to every believer. Lord, remove me from this message. Help us, Lord, to understand the goodness and the greatness that your presence brings to every life. And Lord, if there'd be someone who doesn't know you as Savior, we pray that today is the day that they repent of their sins and turn their lives over to you. And all these things we ask in thy most precious and holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We read in Luke 2:11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. In John 1.14, we hear, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. This tells us that Jesus became fully human while He was fully God, and mankind beheld His glory, His grace, His loving kindness, and His truth. See, no one or thing has ever impacted mankind or the world like Jesus. 
He came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, we're told in John 10.10. Jesus took upon himself the sins of the world. He became sin who knew no sin, that we may be made righteous in him. The shedding of his blood on the cross of Calvary. He shed it like everybody else. Even that day, two other people did. But there was a difference in the blood that Jesus shed than the two thieves that were on the cross beside of him. His blood was sinless. It was spotless. He was tempted like as we are, but yet without sin. Jesus took it upon himself, all the sins of the world. This is why it grew dark at noonday when Jesus was on the cross because God could not look upon sin and Jesus became sin, he who knew no sin. In Romans 5, 8, we're told that, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were at the worst of our worst, We rejected him. We were living totally contrary to what man had been intended to live. Before we even knew we had a need, before we were even around to have a need, Jesus paid the sin debt because his love was so great. He poured it out and gave it to each and every one of us. And he says in Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Without the birth of Jesus, without Jesus entering into this world fully God and fully man and fulfilling the purpose that God had given him to be the propitiation for our sins, to pay the way for our sin debts, without his grace, mercy, and the love that he has given us, without his grace and his mercy and the love that he has given us, We would not have the opportunity to receive him as Savior. Love has a name, and it's Jesus. Love has a way, and it's Christ's way. Jesus' love for you and me is unending, unlimited, and available. He doesn't withhold it to manipulate us. In fact, nothing can separate us from the love of God, according to Romans 8, 38 and 39. He stands willing and able and ready to receive us, he tells us in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, that we may find help in time of trouble. When we believe in Jesus, we are set free. And when Jesus sets you free, You're free indeed. In John 8, 36, he says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Romans tells us that sin has no more dominion over us. We have the right to do as God asks us to do and the enabling of the Holy Spirit inside of every believer in order to do what God asks us to do. There is no reason for us to not follow the commandments of God, especially those who have tasted and seen that he is good, especially as of those who have come to him in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, especially those who understand though their sins were a scarlet, they are white as snow, especially of those who understand 
understand that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, especially those who have come to understand that Jesus loves me. This I know. Those who have come with a repentant heart asking Jesus to save them from their sins are guaranteed acceptance and that he will save you from your sins. Because Romans 10, 13 says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Simply put, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest become us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as though those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the gospels. For this he did once when he offered up himself. Hebrews seven twenty five through 27. Peter tells us that he wishes that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Jesus changed the course of history, and he changes the course of our lives today. But you got to let him. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, it reads like this. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, we are told that we are the light of the world, and we're not to hide it, but we're to put it on a candlestick and let the whole world see. And we're to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. We couldn't do good works if we had not been redeemed and washed by the blood of God. Jesus Christ, the sacrificial lamb, paid the ultimate price because he loved you and he loves me. And he doesn't let that love stop. It isn't a one and done. He bathes us in his love. He carries us in his love. He walks with us in his love. He heals us with his love. He touches our heart and he changes our lives because his love is powerful. There is none greater than him. Those of us who have given our heart and our life to him, we have received him and his indwelling in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And as such, Ephesians 3.20 says, we can do exceedingly abundantly all that we ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. We have all of heaven at our, re- at our disposal, and we have all the power of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. We can do great and mighty things through Christ, which strengthens us. We can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. We can speak life. But all of that requires that we allow Jesus into our life. We allow Jesus into our heart. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we receive his constant presence. Hebrews says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. 
His presence in our life changes darkness to light, death into life, wickedness into holiness, and hatred into love. The presence of Jesus in this sinful and wicked world brought hope. Today, we need to align ourselves with Jesus. We need to align ourselves with his will and his ways. We need to trust him completely. We need to follow his commandments and his word. We need to follow the example of the psalmist David, which says, search me, O God, and know me. Know my heart, try me, and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. Today, the presence of Jesus is beckoning you to make room for him in your heart, to invite him in so that he can transform you and renew your mind and create in you a new creature, zealous of good works, seeking God, and being filled with his presence. And he's calling you, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you. If you have not received him as Savior, if you've not asked the Lord into your heart to forgive you of your sins, as Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you need more information, visit our website. But stick with me for just a minute or two. The Bible says in Romans 5.8, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 3.7, he says, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. So all of us are faced with that decision, that place where we have to give Jesus our life. We have to accept him as Savior. And for some of you, that may seem confusing. And don't feel bad. It was confusing to Nicodemus, who was a brilliant ruler. But it is a requirement of all that we give up who we are. And we cling on to who he is. And that we realize that nothing we do is going to satisfy the sin debt we came into this world with. But Jesus makes it simple. He says, come unto me as little children. What he said was believe. Believe in who God is. Believe that God is the son of God, that he was sinless, his blood is spotless, and that he loved you and loves you enough to have died on the cross to pay the sin debt you came into this world with. And that he's longing to have a relationship with you like he speaks about in Revelations 3.20. He's asking you to repent of your sins, to turn away from following the ways of the devil, to turn away from the wickedness, to acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a savior. 
and to confess your sins that you may know who God is in the cleansing and saving power. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, and I I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm going to read it because this is crucial for you to get. In 10, 9 and 10, he says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Friends, it's as simple as acknowledging, confessing, and receiving. We have to acknowledge, believe, and confess. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You learned your ABCs as a child. Today, hone in on ABC. Acknowledge, believe, and confess. If you've made a decision for Christ, let us know at Woman at the Well Ministries. We'll get you resources to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus. But if you would like to receive him as Savior, I'm going to pray a prayer. My prayer won't save you, but it may help you be inspired and motivated to, in your own words, pour out your heart to Jesus and receive him. Lord, I come to you on behalf of everyone listening. Some of us may need to just repent of some things that we're doing and draw closer to you, and you promise if we draw closer to you, you would draw closer to us. Others of us have not given our heart and mind over to you. We've not received the free gift that you told us about in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which is, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But Lord, for those who are coming for the first time to you, I pray that you would give them the courage to just pray a prayer like this. Lord, I know that I need a Savior. I can feel the conviction of my sins. I know I'm not living like I should live. But Lord, I know that that I can't get to heaven except through and by you. And Lord, I know that what makes you able to save my sins is because you shed your blood on the cross of Calvary that my sins could be washed away if I would just believe because you were sinless, spotless, perfect Lamb of God who washes away the sins of the world. And Lord, that seems difficult to fully understand, but what I do know is I love you. I know that you're different. I know that you want me to be different, and I know that you're standing and extending towards me an invitation to receive you and believe in you, Lord. And I come to you asking you to forgive me of my sins, to come and dwell in my heart and my life, and to fill me to overflowing with your presence and to teach me and to guide me. And Lord, that I would know in my heart that all is well between me and you. 
because I'm tired of going on my own. I'm tired of doing it by myself. Lord, come and dwell in me and clean me up and make me who you'd have me to be. Jesus, save my soul and fill my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl.